Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Wake up! You awake? No. Almost? No. You know what I hate? Huh? Gouging. Okay. I don't mean the, here's my fingernail, and I gouged it into your skin gouging. That's aggressive. A little bit. I mean the, here's your breakfast, a bowl of oatmeal, and that'll be $25 gouging. Hotel prices. Yes. Drives me up a wall. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. Thank you for being with us again today. By my side, the lovely Sleeping Beauty. Don't mock me for sleeping. I have never met somebody that sleeps as much as you do. I like to sleep. You like to hibernate. It's fun. So, does it take seven dwarves to wake you up? No, it takes you. Hey, 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 poke, poke, hey, hey, hey. Did it work? Not. (laughs) No. So, today's show, we're going to talk about mortgage rates. They are rising. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's going to make housing less affordable. Right. That's going to make housing, you know, new purchases um, more expensive. Mm-hmm. But that's really not, I hope, the focus of today's show. We'll talk about that to some degree. But we're getting one of those housing manias again a little bit. Right. Where people are getting into bidding wars. Right. And if you don't have cash, you don't get the house. And there are cash offers above list price or Correct. above asking price. But something more interesting. So we're taping, before I go before we go any further, we're taping on location in celebration of our fourth year now on the radio. I don't know that that's in celebration of that. You took it so we could work because we're at a conference. My way sounded far better. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, but I mean, so we brought the equipment with us. We're at a conference and hence why I talked about the $25 for a bowl of oatmeal. Yes. Every business meeting. Oh, I've been hoarding. I'm like a crow at these business meetings. I grab like a, a couple Cokes. And a couple yogurts. We've now got a fridge full of just the extra. Is that considered stealing? Now that I said this story, it seems like that, but it's not. Well, I mean, I'm doing it openly. I'm not put putting it, it in my pocket. They can't put it back. I'm going to have to talk to the conference people. I'll be like, I owe you for six yogurts and three pops. <laughs> that I've been hoarding in my <laughs> in-room refrigerator. Anyway, so let's get back to it. We're talking about mortgages. Right before we leave for this conference, I have a meeting. 
with one of my clients who happens to be a realtor. Yes. And he shared with me, now I, well, some of our listeners may not know this, but you can, having to put 20% down. Is a thing of the past. Is unusual again. Um, so we get into the financial crisis, the meltdown, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the financial world would probably call it the necessary correction to the upward movement of a financial market. Money apocalypse. Or as they say in the Middle East, kaboom! Stop. <laughs> I'm allowed to. That's self-deprecating since... Yes, I know. All right. So let's use our example. We buy a foreclosure here five years ago. Yep. Now, I wanted to put the 20% down because we had that money. Right. From the sale of our other house. Right. But we didn't. No. Do you remember why? Uh, I believe the realtor said just put the 5% down and our save mortgage the rest guy. of it. The, yeah. Yeah. The mortgage guy said, well, why would you do that? You still get the same rate if you put 5% down. Yeah. So. Save the money. We had the same rate as though we, you know, with the 20% versus the 5 but we had one extra cost that was added to this. Well, you have to do PMI then. Exactly. Now, I didn't want to pay PMI. Right. But what he did is he said, don't put the 20% down right now because it was a foreclosure. It needed, what all we have Work. To we had to put in a furnace. Mm-hmm. A roof. And. Part of the roof. Yes. And I think we had to check some water spots or something. Yeah, we had water spots, a pool that didn't know. I mean, there was a lot. I mean, it had to stay in the whole house. There were some windows, water, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Now, his argument, I had never heard of at the time. And I, and I grew up around real estate. But we only put the 5% down. Right. And then he said, in a year, come back and they'll reappraise the house. And then, boom, you have the 20%. And that's exact. Now, for us, that's exactly how it happened. We put the money into the house. It raised the value of the home. Right. And then the bank sent out. Now, on our dime, of course, the bank didn't say, hey, let us pay for this for right. you. Right. Oh, by the way, we're going to charge you. I think it was $400 a year later to get reappraised and then... PMI gone. Right. So there's an example where a low down payment can make sense. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not closed minded. Just I, I hate the absolutes that sometimes we use in our industry, but there's a potential storm. We'll call it that's starting to brew. Right. Well, in in the instance of our house, it was a foreclosure. It sat for a while, so mm -hmm. the value tanked right. because of that. So you put somebody in it for a year, and it's automatically going to be better. If you do sure. work on it. Right. Yeah. But this storm that's potentially brewing, low down payments have, you know, aren't unusual. They, those have been around for a long time. But in the state of Michigan, mm -hmm. he was telling me, well, now, Mike, instead of even 3% down, we can get people in with 1% down. Why would you do that? Well, let's get back to that. But let's just skip it for now. Okay. And... He said in the state of Michigan, there's a some type of state loan or state grant, I forget, for first-time home buyers. Okay. Now, I believe, so with an IRA, you can take out of your IRA prior to 59 and a half, a small portion of it. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't do this, but you can mm -hmm. if you're a first-time home buyer. Oh. Now, first-time home buyer with IRS rules states that you haven't had, you haven't owned a primary resident. Well, you haven't owned a house. Right. In the last two calendar years, or I guess tax years probably. Right. Um, I believe he said it was the same way for this loan. And it's not really relevant. I guess it doesn't really matter for what we're going to talk about here. But I asked him, I looked at him, and I said, is that a good thing? Well, of course it is, Mike. Yeah, he without without blinking, he goes, well, yeah, it is. And I go, why? 
tell me, explain to me, describe the people who are using this. And he said, well, Mike, there's a lot of people who lost everything in 08. Mm -hmm. And it's just now that they're really getting back on their feet. So 10 years later. And let's not get lost in the weeds. I, I, there's a lot of people that, yes. And he goes, this is their opportunity for homeownership again. Okay. Now, when put that way, it sounds great. It's right. like, it's the Rudy story. I'm rooting for him. I'm like, yeah, get him a house. <laughs> okay. I was. And then you just got to pause for a minute. Pause. Just, boop. wait a minute. Why don't they have money down? Why do they only have 1%? Think about it, this. $150,000 house, it's $1,500. Right. 3% is $4,500. Mm-hmm. You own this house. That furnace breaks, it's on you. Right. Water heater breaks, it's on you. Right. There's no one to fix it. Right. Well, there's lots of people to fix it. No one no one to fix it on their dime. Right. It's on you. Yeah, you don't have a landlord coming in and saying, all right, well, I got to go take care of this. So if somebody over the last 10 years, or, or, or however long, if we get back to 1%, and I'm worried about this, and I'm hoping that we talk to some people maybe that are thinking about buying a home with the 1% down. It's different. I gave you the story earlier. If you've got the money to put down and you're not going to do it because of maybe it's a circumstance like we shared with you, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But we talk a lot on this show about behaviors. Let's take a quick break. I want to have enough time for this, and I don't want to just talk about half of it and then come back. Okay. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Legacy Financial Network at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back, everyone, to Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host. Today, we're talking about mortgages. Yes. We may get back to mortgage rates. They're going up. It's going to make housing more expensive. They're at historical lows still. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, oh, no. We're talking about a 5% mortgage rate. Right. So, I, I, you've gotten spoiled. We're spoiled. This isn't a you thing. This is a we thing. Right. We've got a 30-year mortgage at less than 4%. And I know mathematically we shouldn't pay extra. Still do. It bugs Correct. me. But anyway, I know. it just, I cringe. I, ugh. I know I shouldn't, but we're talking about 1% down. Is that a good thing? No. Why? Because typically the people who are just putting 1% down barely have said 1% to put it down anyway. Right. So let's make it simpler. No one ever thought that those words would come out of my mouth. Yeah. Simpler. He didn't pull out his calculator yet, guys. I do have some calculations later. Oh, great. Simpler. So I look at, so this was a, conversation I'm having with a client mm -hmm. and I look at them and I said, so they've only got 1% down. Would you agree with me that they're not living over their means? And he goes, no, Mike, they're not. They just, you know, they had a big thing to dig out of. And I go, so they're out of the, they're out of the hole. They're back in their feet. They're living up to their means. Correct. He's like, yeah. So they're already maxing out their income. Right. But Mike, you know, homeownership could be cheaper than renting. I go, it could be. And right. oftentimes it is on a monthly basis. So therefore, you would save the difference. No. I did. I mean, logically, yes. But it doesn't happen. No. Because even if you did save it, then, oh, we could do new carpet. Oh, the cabinets. Right. Oh, 
It's a home. It's home ownership. Something is going to go wrong. Something is going to need to be replaced. Something's going to need to be updated. Correct. So you've been living up to your means. Yes. You haven't demonstrated the ability to save. You haven't. You know that's wrong. Not demonstrated the ability. You haven't built that muscle yet. That behavior of saving 200 or 300, 10% or 5%, whatever that number may be. Mm-hmm. And this is all well and good. And we go into it with logical reasons. Well, I'm going to save money and I'm going to put that money away. No, you won't. You're not now. Right. You could get rid of something now. You could get rid of cable if you wanted to. Right. And save the $5 bazillion a month that that costs. 100 to 200, but yes. <laughs> We're a little off on our numbers today, I see. I'm still not awake. But it's a behavior. And if you've got a loved one or a family or a friend that's buying with this these, I guess, home down payment modifications or whatever they call them, it's a danger right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking a disruption to the entire real estate market, which I think could happen with something like this. Because what happens when we make money easier to get to? We have an acceleration of price. Right. Acceleration of cost. Right. I'll give you some easy examples. Healthcare. What's happened? We've said everyone, and this isn't an Obama thing, which some people are going to take it, but we gave everyone really good health care, good mm-hmm. insurance. When I got in this business, catastrophic coverage was, was like $2,000 deductible. Right. But we had all those years in the 80s and 90s where deductibles were low, employers paid these huge costs, and ever if you've got something wrong, go get it fixed. And what happened? Prices. Price went up. College. The government comes in in the 1980s and creates a government subsidized loan because we need an extra option. Funding became cheaper. Funding became, well, maybe easier would be a better way. So then more kids went to college. So then the cost Prices of college skyrocket. What else? Cars. Mm-hmm. It became easier to get a car loan. Right. Mm, maybe that one's a bad one. I'm not, I'm not sure prices have accelerated. Did it happen in housing? Yes. Certainly did. And then it tanked. Mm-hmm. So... What I'm concerned here, and this isn't isolated just to find or just to housing, but are you developing those saving muscles? If you're not putting away each month, then you're not. Right. And that's not the 401k, by the way. So all the time I'll be meeting with somebody on a, a second appointment and we'll be looking at account statements and they'll say, well, I'm saying, you know, I'll say, what's your take home pay? Husband and wife, let's say it's 50,000. Okay. And I'll go, so that's an... Are your savings checking going up? No, they're basically staying even. Okay, so it takes 50 grand then for you to do the things you want to do. Correct. Well, but no, that's not exactly true because we're putting in the 401k. Yeah, but you gave me take home. Right, yeah. I didn't ask you what was going into your 401k. I asked you what you were taking home. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going out. No, I'm not judging you. It doesn't make a hill of beans a difference to me. I need to know that so I understand where you're at. Right. But disruption to employment. So here we are. A decade into a recovery, a decade into a strong market, a decade into improving employment market. Something's going to go wrong. At some point, it's cyclical. Right. I'm not saying it's in a month. I'm not saying it's in a year. It might be five years. I don't think it's going to be five years, but I don't know. Right. It's, I mean, it's kind of like in our business, we have cyclical, like summer, we're super Mm -hmm. busy and winter, we're not. So I've got a couple of guys who will work 60, 70 hours a week. So they get overtime. Sure. And so in a six to eight week period, they could take home, you know, 10 grand, depending on how many hours they work. And then in January and February, they're working 35 hours. Mm -hmm. So they're not taking anywhere near home as much. And they don't know how to balance that. And by they, I mean, these are my brothers, so I can talk trash about them. (laughs) 
But <laughs> and I didn't actually really want to use the specific example because it's not isolated to your shop. No, it's I That's, mean construction in general by us is cyclical. You can't build a house when it's snowing sideways and the ground's frozen. Yeah, they frown upon that. Right, right. <laughs> Roof you gets a little slippery. I mean, you can't fix the roads mm-hmm. in the middle of a snowstorm. I mean, all construction by us is cyclical because of the seasons. You can't do some stuff in winter. But last night we were talking about this, and we talked about how people are short. Um, they've got a short memory, don't they? Mm-hmm. And we get so used to something. Mm-hmm. Like right now, we're so used to the markets going up 10, 20% a year. Right. That I think we need to remember. They won't do that all the time. No. And in order to get an average, when you're above the average for a long time, what's going to happen? You're going to have a period of time below the average. Right. If you get 100 inches of snow in one month, you might not get that much snow the next month. Right. At least we hope you don't. (laughs) So you watch these people in your industry. They get all this overtime. Mm Mm-hmm. And they almost build their budget based on that then, don't Correct. they? Correct. Correct. Which typically when we talk to our guys or hire new people, I mean, we're fairly upfront with you're going to work a crap ton in the summer and then in the winter, you may be a little bit less than 40. It's sure. just the nature of the beast. So we hope that you'll put away some of that summer stuff. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm not their mother, so I can't make sure that they're uh, putting it away. And so with that, going back to mortgages, we've had below average mortgage rates. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they're going to be higher. Yep. That's going to put pressure on pricing. It's going to make it harder for borrowers. I get all that. Mm-hmm. To a degree, hopefully it slows down the market. Right. But there's a lot of people listening right now where we use the story with construction. You're like, well, that's common sense. Are you doing the same thing in your investments right now? Are you are you tempering your expectations? Are you looking at the fact that we've had a few, I mean, really almost since Trump has been president, it's been a skyrocket straight up. Right, which is super unusual. Yes. We had eight days last year where the market moved more than 1%. This year alone, we've had 40. Oh, boy. We had almost no volatility for an 18-month to two-year period. It was very, very stable, almost just straight up, like a like a roller coaster, just. And now we're kind of going the ups and downs. It's moving around and it's speeding up. Right. Have you tempered your expectations? Are you short-sighted or short-minded, short-memoried, like the construction workers who get you know, I'm not pick that came out wrong. I'm I'm not saying only construction workers. We all do this, by the way. That's just right. the analogy. That's just a story I'm giving you. Right. We all do it. We all that's just the human nature. Mm-hmm. The best way I heard this put was a years ago. They said people have really short memories and pain is one of the things we forget the fastest. I'm like, I'm not sure I agree with that. And they looked at me and they said, Mike, if that's not true, then we'd never have more than single child families. Right. Oh, I guess. I guess so. It makes sense. Right. So we're all short memory. Are you doing that with your investments? Or are you setting more realistic expectations? Because the behavior side of this is that if you expect something and you don't get it, then all of a sudden you're unhappy and then you want to change. Right. And then you try to chase returns because you look at something else. Oh, I should go there. That's why the average person will 
buy high and sell low? Mm-hmm. And is your advisor, are they telling you right now to expect to maybe, yeah, to temper those expectations? I hope so. Because I think we're, we've had a period of abnormally low volatility and abnormally high returns, which then, therefore, in my mind, I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but at some point, we have, we'll have bigger volatility right. and lower returns. So if not, come to one of our workshops. And by the way, if you're not a workshop type of person, especially because we don't give you food, you can call in. You get cookies. Kind of. Yeah, I guess. I doubt they're that good, though. I don't think we don't make them in house at the workshops. Or Meyer if it, makes up, good if it was up to me, it would be water and lemon. Maybe <sighs> not even lemon. All right. Anyway, you need to be having these conversations, though, and you need somebody to guide you before that happens, so you have the right set of expectations, so that way your experience is in line with what you hoped or thought. If not, call us. Call us at 616-589-4004, 589-4004. We can sign you up for a workshop. We can have you come in and meet with one of our staff. We can do that. We can help you. Or go online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. It's LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. You can check us out there, and you can sign up there for a workshop as well. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll finish up. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. We got to go fast. We're running out of time and we got to keep Vanessa awake. Oh, stop it. I am awake. So we're talking about mortgage rates today and doing a little bit of research. Well, for most of today, we've just talked about the low down payment. Mm -hmm. Um, Which isn't always a good idea. No, there are some examples. We gave you one. Mm -hmm. Also about behaviors, though. Worried about people who they've been living up to their means. Mm -hmm. And home ownership isn't a way to, you know, move that equation. Correct. Don't go into home ownership because it's cheaper. It rarely is cheaper on the short end. Right. But, so here's an article from CNBC about mortgage rates on the rise and talking about a sharp sell-off in the bond market is sending mortgage rates to the highest level in seven years. And this is an example of the short memories that we've been talking about earlier. Mortgage rates loosely follow the yield on the 10-year treasury, and today's jump will mean a big move higher for the 30-year fixed, which really hasn't moved in the last few weeks, but has been on the rise since the start of the year. Here, take a look. The 30-year fixed started 2018 just above 4%. Lenders today just hit an average of 4.75% for the best borrowers and 5% for average borrowers. It was below 4% just last September. So now we're about a full percentage point higher. Also, this according to Mortgage News Daily, whose COO Matthew Graham says this break higher carries serious technical momentum. 
Well, sorry about the audio there. Every time I'd move, because it's, I think, just a slower internet connection, I'd move my mouse and it would just blip the video a little bit. Way to go, Mike. But what do you think? Thanks. <laughs> I mean, it only took me two days to get the equipment to start working correctly. More than two days. Since right. Three or four. But anyhow, what do most people hear when they watch that clip or hear that clip for our listeners? That the percentage is going up and it's going up quickly. Mm-hmm. But when they use the technical jargon like that, what do you... I mean, I mean, most people just kind of tune it out. I think they hear, right. like the Charlie Brown teacher. Right. Is it a bad thing? The percentage rate going up? Correct. I don't think so. We have to get back to, but again, this is the short memory. Oh, no, rates are going up to four, or, you know, just in a year, they went from four to five. And I read articles about how this is going to push more first-time home buyers out of the market. Hasn't your mom said that when they, when your parents bought a house back in the seven or back in the eighties and nineties, their mortgage rate was like twenty percent? Oh yeah. So four point seven percent. Here's a article from Value Penguin Inc., which, by in it, in its of itself, I wouldn't really trust because it's called Value Penguin. Right. Anyway, but this is. Information I've seen plenty of places. Over the past 45 years, interest rates on the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage have ranged from as high as 18.63 in 1981 to as low as Mm 3.31. And it shows a chart. If you look at the chart, that average is right around 8%, maybe 8.5%. Actually, you know what? I had another area that did show me that. Here we go. Yeah, overall, highest, 18.63, lowest, 3.31 3.31 overall average since 1971. Mortgage rates on average have an 8.21. I'm not advocating for the double digit interest rates we once had, but I am telling you that number one, if you're sitting there and you're a potential buyer, don't rush it just because interest rates are up or might go up. Right. If you haven't been saving, don't rush it because, well, I got to get in now. Right. And then I did a little math before we run out of time to kind of illustrate what interest rates would do. Here's the thing. Are markets, are real estate markets right now hot or cold? They're hot. Are prices right now rising or falling? They're like skyrocketing. So I'm not saying we're at the peak of the real estate market. I don't know enough about it. I don't study it. It's not right. what I do. I mean, I watch it, but I don't study it in depth. Right. But some of you, or some of us, we get emotionally surged to buy right now. I got to do it before interest rates go up. Mm-hmm. But if you pay a premium for that house, you're offsetting that interest rate. Correct. So if you have a 5% mortgage on a $200,000 house... Okay. You're going to end up paying about 465,000 in total payments over the 30 years. Okay. If that thing jumps to 240, I'm sorry, I did that wrong. 7% interest on a 200,000 was about 470. Okay. 5% though on 240 was the same thing. Right. So you basically just swapped out a higher interest rate for a higher priced house. Right. So 
Are interest rates going up? Yes. Will it be more expensive to buy a house? Not necessarily. Right. Because it's not just interest rates. It's also the amount financed. Right. So you can offset increasing interest rates by A, maybe the housing market slowing down. Mm -hmm. B, putting more down. C, paying more per month and shortening the period. Mm -hmm. Rising interest rates aren't disastrous as what sometimes it's shown. We're still way below the 30-year average or what was that? 50 years almost at this point. Right. Since 1971. We're at like almost half. Yeah. A little more. They're approaching five now. Right. But again, eight. Was the average. Yep. <clears throat> Just make sure you get guidance on this. And especially in West Michigan, we've been talking about this a lot lately. We don't talk about money with people. Mm-hmm. You have to. Let's learn from each other's mistakes. And let's help each other. So until next week, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. We are your hosts. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.